Hey, come on in, come on in, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Can Party. Let me show you around. This is an entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, and those aspiring to be so. The aim is to introduce you to inspiring, like-minded people who are doing what they love every single day and having so much fun in the process. You see, business can and should be fun. I'm your host, Scott Stockdale, and it's my job to tease out their habits, routines, successes, failures, favorite resources, books, etc., etc. All that good stuff. Alrighty, make yourself at home, grab yourself a drink, and let's get this party started. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 69 of Entrepreneurs Can Party. I'm your host, Scott, and today's solo episode is a little bit different. That's because I'm going to be reading out an article I recently published on Medium, which has been very well received, and it is titled, Nine Things I'd Wish I'd Known Before Graduating. So if you find yourself in that period of your life where you are just starting uni, or you're about to finish uni, or you're not sure what you want to do next in your life, then maybe this will give you some ideas. And actually, even if you are well beyond my years in terms of age and experience, then you might still get something from my musings. So it is me, It's kind of, think of it like a poetry session, you know, I'm just kind of reading out these this thought, this stuff which has been put together, and it's probably going to be one of my most coherent episodes. You know, you're not going to hear many stumblings and things, hopefully, because it is just me reading an article that I put out. But I try and inject some enthusiasm into it and some nuance as well. So hopefully you enjoy it. It is a relatively short episode, but hopefully one which is full of good tips for you. So without further ado, here are nine things I'd wish I'd known before graduating. Nine things I'd wish I'd known before graduating. Please learn from my mistakes. I graduated in July 2018. Since then, I've worked as a prison officer, spent five months unemployed, and accidentally stumbled into SEO. The latter is something I really enjoy when I felt brands across the world bring more traffic to their sites. But I got lucky. After ditching the prison service, I had no plans. I just had to leave the toxic environment, which was severely impacting my mental health. Feeling like you'll be punched by a prisoner every time you walk into work can really shit you up. I was lost. I scrambled from one interview to the next, clueless as to how I was going to put my economics degree to use. Through it all, I looked for answers. Clarity. I wanted to know that despite my false starts, everything would work out okay. And I desperately wanted to learn skills that would help me push on, despite all the uncertainty. Which brings us to this. Here are nine things I wish I'd known before graduating. Number one, you'll forget 90% of what you learn in lectures. Seriously, don't stress out about those graphs and economic equations. Once you finish your exams, you'll never see them again. Number two, meditation can be your best friend. The goal of meditation isn't to control your thoughts, it's to stop letting them control you. I used to think meditation was hippy-dippy, only practiced by yogis and Buddha, but I was desperate. After months spent unemployed, stewing before interviews, all my good vibes were gone. In their place stepped fear, fear, and fear. I needed help. Crawling through online articles did little to calm my mind, but I did come across something interesting. This interest turned to skepticism, and eventually it turned into practice. Now, I call it one of my best friends. Transcendental meditation is practiced by the likes of Emily Blunt and Ray Dalio, and involves the use of a mantra. 
Hugh Jackman likens TM to letting your monkey brain climb up a pole and then back down, and doing this over and over again. It works. By practicing for 20 minutes every morning, I'm able to clear the unnecessary thoughts that clutter my mind. As James Altucher puts it, you'll do less time travelling and feel ready to tackle the day. Number three, you'll underestimate the importance of colleagues. Before I got my first graduate job, I thought a salary and a free gym membership were the most important things. I was wrong. Again, none of this matters. It's all periphery. What really matters when it comes to work, at least in my experience, are the following. Number one, who you sit near. Number two, what you're working on. And number three, skills you're developing. If you can do interesting work that you enjoy and that challenges you, whilst being surrounded by positive, easygoing colleagues, you'll probably be okay. If the job pays well, that's just a bonus. Number four, gratitude is a superpower. As Tony Robbins puts it, if you change your expectations to appreciation, your life will change in an instant. Okay, so my experience with gratitude hasn't been so speedy. However, over the last couple of years, practicing gratitude has certainly helped. When I'm able to take a moment to appreciate the smaller things in my life, I feel lifted. A couple of resources have helped me cultivate this. Number one, during a cold shower every morning, I list three things I'm grateful for. By tying it to this activity, I'm less likely to forget the practice and it helps take my mind off the discomfort. Number two, using the five minute journal every morning to list three things I'm grateful for, to repeat a personal affirmation and to consider what would make today great. Number five, friendships are never 50-50. Throughout uni, I found friendships easily. I was constantly surrounded by people I adored, not because I was a particularly good friend, but because I didn't need to make an effort. In the library, hey, there's George. On a lunch break, there's Frankie. The campus gym, look at James working those glutes. This all changed after graduating. For the first time in my life, I needed to make an effort. Gone with the school days and gone with the uni days. If I wanted to see somebody, I'd have to make it happen. And that's when loneliness sets in. My phone was quiet, Parting was a thing of the past, and I started to wonder whether people liked me at all. Then I came across this little 50-50 nugget from Joey Coleman, author of Never Lose a Customer Again. Thanks to Joey, I've come to appreciate there will always be one person putting more effort into a friendship than the other person at any given time. Sometimes, that person might be you. For example, you might be trying to organise a holiday away and get annoyed that the other person doesn't seem to care. A classic 80-20 split. However, There will be other times when you're really busy and you're not able to contact someone as much as you would like. They may be the one trying to organise meetups and coffee dates. It might be 30-70. Both of these are okay. We all have restraints on our time and focus. Just because someone hasn't been in touch for a while doesn't mean they don't want to be friends. If you know someone is particularly time-strapped and usually they make the effort, give them the benefit of the doubt. They'll thank you for it. Number six, it's okay to let go. There are a lot of people who are drifting into your life, and a lot more will drift out. I'd say from my friends at uni, I've stayed in touch with five or six. For me, that's okay. As Rockefeller once said, I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred nickels. You don't have to be friends for life. Number seven, being vulnerable is one of the best decisions you can make. During uni, I distinctly remember sharing very little about myself. 
I clam up in group settings, divert attention away from myself as much as possible, and never tell someone how I was really feeling. It sucked. After hitting the same roadblocks in my relationships and realising I had unresolved trauma, I saw a therapist. This is the single greatest decision I've ever made. It turns out not knowing my biological dad has fucked me up. As I see my stepbrother in rehab, this shit ain't pretty, and it was only by talking to someone could I begin to the process of working through it, of becoming aware of the shame I've harboured, of thinking about what I want from these relationships, of understanding I'm not to blame. In turn, this process of speaking openly has made me more comfortable sharing these truths with others. Once you start expressing your truths and revealing more about who you are, others are drawn to it like moths by light. You form closer bonds and friendships. You realise you're never alone. Your vulnerability becomes a strength. I wish I'd embraced mine sooner. Number eight, being present is the greatest gift. In my experience, time travelling is painful. So I like to remember this. By virtue of being able to read these words right now, or listen to them right now, you're okay. Things are good. Unless you're being eaten by a lion, don't stress. Number nine, you'll know when you're being a false version of yourself. During my first year at uni, I tried to be that cool guy that didn't say much. He thought chatting was pointless. He gave one-word answers. He thought he was better than everyone else. Looking back, I'm pretty horrified. I thought I was cool, and actually I was just being a boring fuck. I realised now my behaviour was born out of insecurities. Insecurities I've since been resolving with the help of my therapist and close friends. This is where I meant to say, be true to yourself, right? Well, what does this even mean? Damned if I know. I prefer to say, don't be a false version of yourself. You see, I guarantee you'll feel uncomfortable when you're trying to be someone you're definitely not. And by stripping all this bullshit away, you get closer and closer to who you really are. Thank you for listening to today's podcast, a little bit different. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch, you know where to find me, at Entrepreneurs Can Party on Instagram, Scott Stockdale on LinkedIn, and you can email me, scott at entrepreneursgamparty.com. And until next time, have a beautiful, beautiful weekend, and I'll speak again very, very soon. Do take care. If you found value in this free podcast, all I ask you to do is subscribe so you don't miss a single episode, and maybe tell somebody else about it if you feel like it would bring value to them as well. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social, but if you do, I promise to give you a shout out on a future episode, and of course you have my eternal thanks. I'm at Entrepreneurs Can Party on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok and Twitter, and I'd love to hear from you. If you message me wherever or email me at scott at entrepreneurscanparty.com, I promise to reply. Just give me a little time.